Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico with me R&R, Rebecca and Rachel. How you both doing? I'm Good. doing great. I'm glad we're we I'm glad we're together. Um we this hey listeners, this time Rebecca's not hungover, so she's gonna she was she was like at 98% last time. She'll be at hundred percent this time. Um we got oh we got so much to get into. We're gonna start talking. We're gonna we're gonna get into some teacher tone talk, but uh first uh you gotta gotta get your answers to uh the the most recent hypothetical I've been asking people. Would you rather be a centaur, a centauride, a centaurus, or or a mem- or a merfolk. So, would you rather be a, a horsey, a horsey lady, or a fish girl? Merfolk. Yeah, I would be a merfolk. all the way. Merfolk. Okay, yeah. so so my follow up to that is, um, how would you go about your life? I mean, forest school, Rebecca, sounds challenging if you are. Or a, or, a, or a mermaid lady. Well, I just avoid the creek. Um, can't hop in there. Uh, that would be too revealing of my, my identity. Um, and oh, so you, know, you, get to, during... you get to you get to come on land and be a human too. Yeah, and that's more of like a siren, isn't it? So you'd be like a siren. Well, I mean, I thought if you're going mer, you're going full mer. Oh, f- full. Okay, okay. That's fair. I but, thought I, mean, I would do it no, like that's an what aerial you want. You can be, a, you can be like, yeah, you can be a transformer if you want to. Or, or there's that like, well, there's that kids movie. What's it, Luca? Yeah, he, he's a mermaid boy that comes to land. Mer, sure, I, merman, merboy. Clevet the other day, she wanted she was going to be a transformer on land. On land, she was going to be a centaur, and and uh, in water, she would be be mer. So uh, you you, I mean, if you want to be a transformer, if you want to have a uh, be a human. Yeah, I think I'd be a human because like, I I don't, the centaur thing, the reason that doesn't jive with me is like, it, it does not behoove me to have hoops. (laughs) Like that, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. I don't know. I don't want to clop around like, but that's really loud. Yeah, and Sam was all about the clomping. She was she was looking forward to clomping around Boston. Um, So what happens? You're out in the in the forest with the kids and it rains. Um, I wear a rain suit. So <laughs> okay. I would just make sure that it's I'm you're fully covered. covered. Okay. Yeah, so, and we have rain mittens. So cover my hands. So you're 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 taken care of. So Rachel, yeah. you're going mer too? Oh yeah. Are you gonna oh, be yeah. a, a human on land or are you going full mer? No, full mer. Full mer. There's so, so much undiscovered in there. Could you imagine how much we could teach little mer kids? Sure. <laughs> where where are you gonna do your 
in in your part I'll of move. the country, where are you going to do your I'll, mowing uh, at? Do you have a lake? I'll just go in the Great Lake. You know what? I have a pond in my backyard. And you guys, listen to this. It's I just of, discovered because of, of a heat wave. Crap, though. No, we have fish. Oh. I just discovered that. Um, we had a really terrible heat wave. And I went out to go find duck eggs. So I was walking around the pond. And we have um, crappie. I found 14-inch crappie and probably like a two-foot catfish. Wow. And almost a, I'll say a foot and a half largemouth bass. That's so. Cool. I didn't know they were in there and they're currently deceased, but that means there's babies and stuff in there too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so um, if you went, if you went full myrrh and lived in the pond, you wouldn't starve. No, I'd no. be happy, man. Even as like a human today, that's my happy place. That's my like go to enjoy yeah. life place. So you're, I wonder you're if you're a mermaid and you go into the pond, like could it open up other worlds? Like, yeah. Where do those fish come from? Is there oh, other yeah. tunnels? Something I don't know. I don't know. Or is it coming from passing by birds? Do they pick up like fish eggs and sure. drop them off in a visit? You know, because I don't know how they got there. Are you gonna have to quit your job if you go full mer? Yeah, that's okay. Are, are they gonna Are they gonna put, install some big aquarium <laughs> like in your classroom? <laughs> I have a huge um, I have a huge aquarium in my house. Like I'm just thinking, we'll just move everything to my house. I'd be okay yeah. with that. I can see your 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 husband and son uh, throwing fish pellets into the water my, to feed you. Uh, my husband's really into fish right now because he, mm -hmm. you know, he's laid up. He's been watching that show, um, Tanked. Have you seen that? Yeah, they build fun. they build like these huge, massive, amazing aquariums. So he like just redid my son's freshwater aquarium. So. I mean, I'd be good. He would figure yeah, it he'd out. Be, so, so, I mean, it might be, he'd be down. It might be very romantic. All right. So that, <laughs> sounds, that sounds that sounds great. I I would still be a combination. I would be I would be a centaur fish guy. I would be like a regular fish, like on mm -hmm. on like the human part, but then the horse legs and tail and body. I could um, I could picture you as a centaur. Yeah, I yeah, could. But with a like with a fish head though. I'd have to live underwater because I had gills. <laughs> And no arms, so it would be it would be really awkward. Um, so there's that. Um, the other thing is, um, I got to get your take on this. I ordered some groceries the other day uh, for for delivery, and they get delivered, and I'm unpacking my groceries, and I realized that the red cabbage I'd ordered, because you know cabbage is yummy, uh, was not there, and they had sent me a a red onion one of those purple onion guys. And that means somebody packing the groceries was unable to tell the difference between onions and, and cabbage. cabbage. Yikes. Um, that's a life fail. So that's, that, that's a drastic difference. That, I mean, <laughs> that's a huge, huge difference. And it, so it's got me worried about the, the future of civilization, but also... <laughs> I, I couldn't just live with it. I had to get online and, and get a refund. And so I get on mm -hmm. and I contact support and it took me 45 minutes, but I get my 73 cents back um, and a free onion. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah. I counts. asked if they would fire the person that couldn't tell the difference between a, I mean, look in your program, would you want to have a coworker or an employee that, 
couldn't tell the difference between a cabbage and an onion? No, and I have been dealing with some interesting things, um, hiring younger people. <laughs> um, people that want to show up to work late and then go to the bathroom immediately and then show up for the actual work 30 minutes late. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, well, so, you know, young people, older people, well, whoever it is, um, there's always a struggle with someone out there doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, you just, it's uh, not understandable. You just don't know. How I think did you, you need miss to. That memo that you have to be at work on time. How did you miss the memo that this is an onion and this is a cabbage? Like, yeah. I think you I need to work that into your, your interviews. If you do any more hiring, you got to. You gotta have a cabbage there and say what is what is what is this? And uh, if they if they say it's an onion or a or a avocado, then uh, then they don't get they don't get hired. Yeah, I can just do two birds with one stone. Can you bring a red cabbage at nine a.m.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a solution. I think that, I want to see. I want a cabbage out, in my hand. <laughs> that would weed out a, a lot of bad employees. And then okay, and then so. For everybody you interview, have them bring bring a different piece of produce, and then after none of them show up on time, but you have makings for a nice salad after everything is done. I can make some soup. What if what if you had everybody bring the produce that represents them? That's fine. choose a piece of produce that represents you. Like that could be your staff potluck. That's oh. actually really fun. Okay, now we all have to answer that question though. Oh man, I don't know. I just, I just was pulling that one out. I would be a kiwi. I'd be a beet, a golden beet. A golden beet. I was gonna ask. Yeah, because I feel like I'm rooted to the earth, but I'm beautiful. I, I, I think kiwi I'd be because I'm kind of rough on the rough on the outside and uh, and just sour on the inside. <laughs> Kiwi sour? I guess they are kind of sour. Sometimes, right? sometimes it is. It's, yeah, like, it's hard kinda... to know. I guess that makes sense. We don't. We never know. Like, is it sweet jazz? I... Is it sour jazz? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. There, there I go. think. Um, I think I'd be a cherry. A cherry. Ooh. A cherry. I'm almost always like too sweet, too nice, and I think it gets taken advantage of. So, I think I would be a cherry. Mm. That's my toxic trait. You do have like a that's round shaped face too. Yeah, that's, that's so, the pits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about a thing. Uh, uh, Rachel, you've been you've been thinking about teacher tone. What's going on? What are your thoughts? What's up? Why are we talking about this? So it's an issue right now where I work. Um, different teachers using tones, and are any of them going to listen to this? What? I don't know. I don't, oh. I don't know. Okay. See, too nice. Like, then I won't, I'm not, ah! Um, anyways, what, I guess what it gets me to pondering is, like, are, what's your opinion of tones? Because are you just a loud person? Like, I, um, to some people, I'm considered a loud person. Like, I just have a loud voice, but I'm still nice and loving, and, like, I feel like the kids can read that. Or, are you yelling? Is your tone angry and negative? Um, because yeah. we have where I work right now, like that's the question that my boss has been asking me is like, how is their tone? Well, how do you direct that? Like, how do I say, well, sometimes they have a stern tone, but it, it's necessary, you know, like right. to kind of get that 
sternness, but where's the difference between being a stern, like, hey, that's enough, and being, like, yelling and angry? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's hard to know. For me, personally, like, within my own reflective teaching, I feel like the difference for me when I'm, it's when I'm losing my composure. So, it's like, mm-hmm. if I have a firm or stern tone with a child, but I feel totally, like, calm and not like emotionally worked up by their behavior or whatever's happening then I that to me like I still have that good energy where it's like Mm -hmm. I'm starting with you but I'm loving I have my shit together right but I feel like when you're feeling frustrated when you start to feel yourself get upset and then you're using those more negative tones that's when you're you're turning that energy into now it's nasty it's that nasty energy Mm -hmm. It's losing your composure and kids can feel that, right? And some kids cower when you get like that. And some kids get really defensive and start kind of fighting back. And that's what I noticed within my own self. So like here, like an observation that was made recently, we took um, all of pre-K where I work to a field trip an hour and a half away. It was, it was rough. A lot. Yeah. Uh It was rough. But anyways, we, um, on the bus, like everybody was like, Rachel, 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 Rachel. And it was like, to the point that I was overstimulated um, because there's other adults, there's other teachers. Right. But none of the kids want to seek them out. And the problem that I saw was my coworkers thought it was funny. They found it funny that the kids wanted me because my tone is nicer because I'm considered the nicer teacher. But like, can we all just say like, it's tough when there's 30 kids and they all want you all day long. And they want you because they feel safer with you. Right. They they feel comfortable with you. And I feel like that's almost like a defensive mechanism of maybe the other teachers, like, Oh, let's laugh it off instead of like maybe having some reflection. Addressing it. Yeah. Yes. I think that would have been hilarious. I, I would have tried not to laugh, but I, I I think if if there's like 30 kids and 28 of them are are asking for Rachel all at the same time, I I I, I got to say I think it would be kind of funny. So I can't. I mean, I can't be I too angry the with humor. them. I see the humor in it, but I also oh, like ignore like momentarily. I, Sure. But there also, can we reflect on it? Like there's a reason. Sure. Literally, um, I had one of my kids who he did something wrong. He knew it was wrong. Um, and the other teacher was closer and he said, mm, I'm, I don't want to tell you. I'm going to go tell Miss Rachel. And I'm like, okay. I mean, <laughs> we address it the same, but it's our tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I am not like I'm not going to be loud with you when you come to me. I'm acknowledging you. I'm down in your space, like talking to you the way that I'm talking to you guys. But the other teacher is like, and I'm I don't think she's necessarily angry. She's just like that is not you, know, and it's loud and overpowering. So, yeah, it could be that like how we've talked to like how some teachers they want to be teachers and they want to teach, and they're like, oh, here's my opportunity to teach this kid, and if I don't if I don't lay it on them, then I'm not doing my job. Right. There's like this misconception that like, if you're kind, then they're not learning the boundary. You know what I mean? And that's just wrong. Like, it's just not true. But a lot of people feel that way and they don't even know they feel that way, but that's just just how it comes out raised. And that's what they've experienced. 
And maybe that's what they even experienced at their lab school. Like a lot of times people, you know, they go to other programs and they experience these things and they get another job and they just take it with them. And I'm just going to say shout out to all the teachers who are in my position. Like, let's acknowledge that it's exhausting being the yeah. teacher that everybody comes to. Sure. Like, and mm -hmm. it's a compliment. Yes. But by the time I hit 40 hours on Friday, yeah. I am mentally exhausted from all day of dealing, like being the one I am yeah, touched yeah, out sure. from being the only one that is crawled on and hugged. And like, it would just be nice to have a way to, I don't even know what the word is, but like, you want to like, hide. I feel like it's like when you have any group of adults caring for children, whether that's in a family or in a center-based setting or it, really any setting you want it's like division of labor right mm -hmm. like you need to have like a balance and if you feel imbalanced then someone's unhappy right um, and that doesn't feel good I mean I when I worked at one of my last preschool programs that I worked at I was so good with the boys and the difficult kids quote unquote that they just put them all in my class <laughs> And and it was hard. just over yeah it was really really hard and like you said it was like oh it's a compliment and like it feels good to like you know everyone's like t you know patting you on the back like oh you're such a great teacher but it's like but I'm really tired <laughs> this is really hard yeah yeah and the, I, honestly that's kind of where I'm at um and the the newest teacher who like I said her tone like she's not angry I don't think it's just her tone um it sounds bad, but like I've been dealing with tones for so long now. It's to a point where like I don't even know how to address her because is it really going to be heard? Yeah. And not how if do you're, not I? If you're the only one. Right. What's and how do I lead that by example? Because like it's it's a joke now that I'm the nice one and that my tone's nice. Right. Because they don't want it to be a learning experience for them. So right. it's more like, oh, it's just a funny thing to laugh about. Um, it's just the way things are and that's the easiest route to take. Right. Instead right. of like maybe well, considering sure. I mean, not, not yeah. changing your own practice or reflecting on it is always the, the easiest way to go. <laughs> so how much does tone, so there's gotta be a, a connection to the tone used in the classroom and caregiver self-care, right? Mm -hmm. That's true. So if you're, if you are actually going to do some reflecting on this and think about the tone that you're using um, and you realize in the classroom, you're, you're getting into, to either a tone or volume or a sternness that you wouldn't necessarily be using. One of the first things to reflect on is, am I making sure that I'm doing enough to recharge my own batteries and bring the best version of myself into this classroom with these little human mm -hmm. children? Yeah. And and my, my answer is the the answer is probably not, because mm -hmm. most people working in this field don't take enough time for self care for for all kinds of reasons because mm -hmm. because they're busy taking care of everybody else in the world. Um, so, and many have their own children at home, right? Sure, sure, yeah. mm -hmm. sure. And there, there's only so much emotional resource, so much emotional energy that you can have. Um, and when it starts getting depleted, it starts coming out in in the way we interact with with other human beings and and the 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 way sounds come out of our mouth, I guess, are a piece of that. Yeah, I know you so, said before, Jeff, too, like 
just as far as home life, like self-care also like power, you know, if, if someone doesn't have a lot of power in their home life, just like children, adults might do the same thing. They might go into the workplace, especially when you're in a position of power, when you are working with young children and kind of take advantage of that without even really knowing it, you know, becoming kind of like that teachery teacher who wants to, to teach and feel powerful because it's right. like, you know, maybe well, life at home isn't, isn't always so wonderful, right? And always so grand. Maybe you don't always feel so good about yourself. Listeners, you can't see this, but Rachel is thinking. Um, what are you thinking, Rachel? Well, well, like, so the people that I'm particularly, like, thinking about, I, I like, I 100% know that's true. Um, and, and I know that there's stuff going on at home and my heart goes out to them, but like, how long do we allow the tones to last? Sure. Yeah. And before it becomes like an issue that's addressed, you know what I mean? Because my heart goes out to them. I care about these people. These are people that I work about and I have a relationship with, but when does it like go that, okay, I have this relationship with you. You're aware of that. I'm aware of that, but like now you're affecting the kids. When does that right. line become drawn in the sand? Kind of like, how long does this go on for? You know right. what I mean? And it's, it's interesting because I, um, I feel like, and I don't even know if this is best practice, but something that I was taught as a young teacher when I was going to college and that I've taken with me throughout my life is the bet to the best of my ability to like whatever is hampering me down at home to like leave it at the door so mm-hmm. to speak, when you enter the classroom mm-hmm. um because and not to like be not authentic but to like jeff said like bring your best self to the kids like you know they're just toddlers three-year-olds four-year-olds whatever age you're working with like they don't know or care or deserve whatever happened to you with your husband in the morning or like if your grandpa has cancer, like they, that's awful, but like, we don't need to project all of that onto the kids. Right. Yeah, So I think that's something that's a skill that I've had to work on. And some things is easier than others. Right. Some things are big and deep and you can't let it go at the door. Uh, But I think that's just something that, we have to do as caregivers because mm-hmm. we have young children in our care and life is never going to just suddenly be easy. So how can we balance both of those things? Right? Like we have to be accountable for our behavior. We can't just be like, well, life's hard at home. So I'm a bitch at work. Like that doesn't, that's not but, right. So, so yeah. then it, it goes into like, I'm sure there's people sitting there like, how do I do that? You know, if you've never had to do it and you're, I'm, like been in the field for a while like how do you start how do you you know and that's where I feel like it's kind of at is some of these people have been in the field for a while and we've all had our trauma right like we've discussed usually if you're in this field there's a pretty good percentage who didn't I I mean listen to the early learning journeys you know we didn't have the best of the best you know Mm -hmm. and you're trying to change that right right so how do you yeah i think it so, comes from leadership personally yeah i i agree i was, tr- I was I, i've been trying to think about how you would do a a training on this on mm-hmm. tone and 
and look, if you get people together and you're trying to do a practicing different, that's all that, that all comes across as really fake because uh-huh. it's not in the in the moment. I don't think it would be really authentic. I think the only way you go about about learning this is through some sort of on the job coaching slash mentoring, right, or, right, or, or kind of peer to peer reflection where you're you you talk to the people you're you're working in a room with and say, hey, if my tone starts getting getting out of line, give me a heads up. Um, have like I, a have like a something like a visual hand yeah, signal sort of, or something yeah honestly some sort of signal like a bitch alert um i honestly <laughs> wish like i could record the situations in the moment because you can't see yourself when you're doing this right like mm-hmm. i was telling jeff um recently i had a child who was doing developmentally appropriate he wasn't being perfect he um he was standing in line swinging a pull-up around, you know, and he, he hit the teacher with a pull-up. It didn't was hurt it a her. Fresh or, it, was it a fresh or used pull-up? It was, it, he, it was new. Like he was waiting in line oh. to get his pull-up changed okay. and it, it hit her. Well, she had told, I, I mean, she saw my face. She knew I wasn't happy after this happened. So her defense was, I've told him three times, but she got down and I mean, yelled at him yelled at him. And then when she saw my face said, I'm sorry, but you know, I told him three times. So I wish that I could record that moment because I don't you think not? teachers, I don't, um, you'd have to like record everything. Yeah. I don't know if that's like legal. <laughs> yeah. I was but, just wondering because I was, that's something I was going to mention is when I was in college, we had to record ourselves and yeah. Like it was part of like our stuff. And that was really eye-opening is watching yourself interact and hearing your voice and like looking mm-hmm. back on it. And you can see like where you missed kids that were trying to talk to you and like all kinds or of just stuff. to so see that- your own frustration level and how you're yeah. dealing with it. Like, I don't think we're always mentally aware, right? That, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm being really snippy. Yeah. Or- I just wonder if you could like address it with your, your director, um, and yeah, I don't know like how high up right, hierarchy you guys, but, um, but yeah, even if it was like periods of time, like twice a week for two hours in the morning, we're going to be recording or just like, our you know, most like, difficult times, like, you know you what I mean? You could share that know. with the families. You could let them know that we're doing this to better our practices. Like they would probably love that. Right. I don't think any family would be like, no, I don't want you to do that. You know, they'd probably be like, that's great. Right, I because think this is a this is a perfect job for AI. Um, as as longtime listeners to the show might know, I'm a I'm a a big fan of of like uh, classroom drones. Right, first I thought they'd just be out of the playground, but they could be inside. So so you've got these little little drones hovering in the classroom and kind of moving around uh, with with uh, with the action, recording things. Um, but the, you could totally train up AI on human tone of voice and yes. and uh and so so when when the drone starts hearing that that negative kind of um tone that we're we're trying to weed out of the programs it goes into record mode and uh and then at the uh at the end of the week every week at the staff meeting um you got you got those ga- it's, it's like it's like uh, football players reviewing game footage <laughs> yes um, after after but i mean then 
Yeah. I could see that being eye-opening. Like, oh my gosh, I acted like that? You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, girl, you did. Like, I saw that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you might look back on that. You might look back on that, too, and be like, okay, like, how old is this child who's getting their pull-up changed? Probably young, right? Like, two or three. Right, three-ish. Yeah. Yeah. And they're being made to stand in line to wait to get their pull-up changed. And they're swinging it around. Like you might look back on that because you're busy changing kids, right? You might look back on that and just be like, oh my gosh, look, they're just being a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like let's you, chalk it up to that. In the yeah. moment, it's frustrating maybe because you're dealing with a lot. And then you look back on it and you're like, why? Like, why did I have to get upset about that? Well, I didn't, you know? And that's been right. so liberating for me as a teacher is like over the years, I've just been like, oh, I don't have to like, get upset about that I can just respond to that calmly you know and it takes so much practice and so much reflection it doesn't happen overnight you know right and I just like I want to say I know my tone's not perfect all the time nobody has a perfect tone all the time no no for sure my problem is when it's uh like when it's a negative tone more often than not Right. That's where I'm seeing there's a problem. Like, well, do the I expect... kids don't listen then either. They, it's, it's less no. effective. Or they do because they're always griping. Or they do because of fear. Yeah. Right. Um, because, okay, so we're talking about this, like the, this particular teacher that I'm thinking about her, we just had a class move up. Right. And I've literally had parents reach up to me and go, my child's behavior is a hundred percent different now that they're out of that class. Sure. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. But so I was just thinking about this when it, when it when it comes to dealing with it. Um, what if look if you I mean you can't change other people, but if you decide this is something you wanted to work on for yourself, or if you have a coworker you want to keep track of it at, what if every time there's still um, what do we call it a tone mishap? What if you start doing to turn turn this into part of your your observation practice where you start jotting down what time of day happened, who it happened with, what part of the classroom it was with. That's true. You have um, power so, so that listen, over, guys. Ah, you're already doing it. I, so that over time you start noticing that that um Miss Miss Katie is always she she's got some tone issues, but it's always with the toddlers or it's always with um with Jeremiah or it's always always with the, painting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You might might be able to start seeing some patterns. Um, So so what did you When I met met with the powers that be, because, okay, if I come. I love that you say that. (laughs) (laughs) But when when I meet with those above me, I I always try to do the attitude. Like, if I feel that there's a problem, it doesn't solve anything to just complain about it. So I'm going to come to you and say, hey, ABC is going on. And this is my suggestion for problem solving because we're all human. Like you go to your boss and you're like, this is a problem. They're not going to like instantly be like, yes, this is what we're going to do. Right. Um, We have to kind of have that problem solver mentality. Right. Yeah. You have to be a squeaky wheel sometimes. Sometimes have to say things a few times. (laughs) So I um, literally went to my bosses and I said to me, the issue that happened, so like the issue with the pull up, uh, it sat wrong with. I didn't go to them right away, right? Like, yeah, it sat in my chest. I don't know how else to explain it, but like it just sat heavy with me. Yeah. It affected my sleep that night. I woke up that morning still disgruntled about it. Like, I was like, this is something I have to approach them with. How did the but child it, respond when they were yelled at? It, he didn't. He was just like, 
Okay. Probably, but like, like, this, is, this is how this person operates. Yeah. But like, of, yeah. I, I, it didn't sit well with me. Like, yeah. It, that, that, I was asking because sometimes that's almost more bothersome when you watch mm-hmm. that happen and a kid has just accepted that. It's like harder to like, watch sometimes. Okay. Yeah. And he walked over and got in line and stood perfectly still. Like he wasn't upset or anything. He was just like, eh, mm-hmm. okay. But so I went to them and I said, listen, I've been coming to you. And I know that we all know this person has a lot going on, but they always have a lot going on. Like in my heart, I would like to think, okay, once this issue is resolved, we'll go back to where we're doing better. But it's like after an issue is resolved, we have a day, literally maybe a day. And then we go back to there's another issue and that's that's life right we always have issues coming up um so i said and do they want to listen to me no like i'm i'm their peer i'm not anything to them i'm their peer it's really Um, hard yeah so i said here's what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna start jotting it down and i'm gonna leave you my notes at the end of the week and then you guys take it from there because if you view it petty that's fine. That's your view of it petty but i'm telling you it's affecting children it's affecting your staff Wait, they said it was petty for you to document this? No, they said that I was complaining about a lot of petty things that were building up into big things. And I was like, you may view it petty, but I'm telling you right now, like, we're short-staffed. Yeah, well, then things that seem petty to adults are very big to young children, right? Well, but it's a big deal. Yeah. When you yeah. when you keep brushing off that your employees are saying ABC is happening and you're like, oh, that's just little petty stuff. And I get that we're in a shortage of employees. So nobody wants to fire anybody right now. Like, I understand that. But you're going to lose good people because there is a shortage staff. Or yeah. And you're not asking them to shortage. fire anyone. You're trying to get like trying better to fix care for the children. I, I mean, there's you're going to lose it, me. You know what yeah, I mean? It, you're going to lose that good employee. It's silly to me when, like, I feel like there is a, a fear in, in a lot of places uh, about losing teachers, right? Because it's hard to hire. But it's like, no one's asking you to let this teacher go. No one's saying, like, get her out of here. It's just saying, like, hey, could you help me out and support me in providing a safer and warmer place for the children to come? And, like, right. I, I don't know, like, at, having my own program, if I had a teacher come to me and say those things, I couldn't imagine not wanting to figure that out. Right. And so I don't know, it sounds to to me, it sounds like you have a lot on your shoulders and more than you really should have. Like you have like director energy, but you're like stuck as a teacher. (laughs) But I don't want to be a director. I just want to be happy in a classroom with kids, not being in charge of adults. Yeah. The reason I started my own program is because I was tired of working for people who didn't give a shit. Not they gave a little bit of a shit, right? But not enough to when things got change anything. When things got hard, if someone needed to have a hard conversation if there was a big idea anything transformative was just like shut down yeah and so I was like I can't do this anymore you know and and it's felt so good and like I feel for you because I have been in so many of those positions and I'm sure a lot of the listeners here are in those same positions right that's probably why they're listening to this podcast because they care so much and many of their bosses probably don't listen to any ECE podcasts. So, <laughs> right. I, so, 
one thing that I've seen people do with the tone issue is they go completely the other way and they force themselves to use happy teacher, happy fake teacher voice all the time. Which isn't good either, right? Um, with, no. and, and so so as we as we move towards the end of this episode, I wanted to ask, as a coworker, which would you prefer? Somebody with angry tone, I'm overworked and stressed and don't take care of myself, and this is overwhelming tone, or happy, fake, sing-songy voice tone? I would, would go you... with option B because at mm -hmm. least like... I just feel like the burden on me at that point would just be, okay, I have to hold boundaries for the kids. Not like I have to advocate for their like well-being. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, I wouldn't have to worry about that as much. And I feel like it's more coachable. I feel like it's a little more coachable to like teach someone to be firm than to like have them unpack their trauma of why they're so mean. <laughs> I think um, I would rather the fake voice because okay, this is going to go back to like my trauma. There are tones where I'm like, okay, like I get scared. Yeah. And I don't want, like, I don't want a child to feel that the way that somebody talks to them in a safe, a place that's supposed to be safe strikes fear into them. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking too. It's not worth it. I think mm -hmm. I think I've been so traumatized by the fake sing-songy voice that I'd have to go with the <laughs> other one. Uh, any final thoughts on this one before uh, before we wrap it up? Because I've got a friend update for you guys too. Ooh, I think. Um, go ahead. I, I think tone is hard, and I think sure. it'll never be perfect. But I do like. I. Mm, mm, this is hard just being aware and reflecting on your practice, like that really could draw those things to light and just to be conscientious of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was to use those exact words, like reflect on your practice, reflect on the moments in the day. Like, you know, we all have those moments in the day where you're driving home and you're like, damn, like I could have said that better. I could have handled that better. Like listen to those voices. Don't shut them out. Mm -hmm. you know because sometimes that's our instinct like it was fine it's fine I don't need like, I don't want to stress myself out but like sometimes we do need to think about that reflect on that and give yourself grace you know when you don't when you're not perfect but but use that as a tool to move on otherwise you're just static right and you're just staying the same grumpy teacher so right yeah and we're the think example right like yeah. we don't want to oh go ahead I'm sorry. No, I just, I mean, that just made me think like we are the example. So like, yeah, we're going to have, you're going to have a grumpy day. Your tone's going to be grumpy, but acknowledge that maybe mm -hmm. to the kids. Like yesterday, Miss Rachel was really grumpy and I'm sorry you guys didn't deserve that. Let's try to move forward today because I don't want to raise grumpy kids. Yeah. yeah. And e even when you catch yourself, 30 seconds later and you realize, oh, that was, that was not the best version of myself being able to say, Hey, I, I, I just got a little bit loud and grouchy with you. And I'm, I'm sorry for that. Um, you weren't doing the more you do that too, then the less that you're grouchy and the less you do it because you don't want to keep saying that all the time. Right. Yeah. So it's like, if you yeah. feel the need to say that all the time, then you're like, okay, I need to change something. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so I know months ago, I, I told you guys about this guy that wanted to be my friend. 
and yes. uh, and how I was very standoffish about it. Well, you know, he, I mean, he's a nice guy and we have very similar worldviews. And so we, we could be friends. But we're, fucking worst, not gonna be. we're fucking not going to be because <laughs> every time I talk to him, what? No, oh, there's a reason every time. Okay. And it, it, um, every time I talk to him, um, he's, he's, he's complaining about the same fucking stuff. Mm. Um, mm. I, don't, I don't mind complaining. I've got a long running podcast that's based on complaining about stuff, but complain, <laughs> complain about different stuff and complain about the stuff in different ways. He, he, he yes. goes back to the, he goes back, not only complaining about the same stuff, complaining about the same stuff in the same way. Um, I couldn't do it. I'd have to, if we wanted to dinner, I'd, I'd end up stabbing him. It's like Groundhog Day with this guy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so now I just, I, I'm, I'm pleasant. Avoid. But I, I, I try to avoid him. And, and, and Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't do that. I get that. I, I, I know really I have good. people like that. I, I feel bad about it because he's, look, when you, when you sum up, if you, if you totaled up our niceness quotas, quote, quotas um, he, he's probably a nicer, better human being than me. Um, but that doesn't make me want to be around him. Yeah. It's that. like when I you're watching like kids that. on the playground and like you can see that there's just like this awkward kid who wants to join into like a group. And like you're just like yeah. trying to help them build the skills, but you're like, buddy, like yeah. they're not there. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm always <laughs> gonna be that awkward kid. That's my <laughs> that's my lot in life. Hey, listeners, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. I think I might actually try putting together a tone observation form and put it up at the Playvolution HQ site. Um, if I get something worked up, I'm going to post it at myplayhaven.com first for feedback. Um, you can check out myplayhaven.com if you want to want to keep some of these conversations going. There's a, there's like three dozen people clicking around over there right now. I mean, not like right at this moment, but um, that 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 have logged on. You can also join me for Happy Hour, the fourth Tuesday of the month, 7.30 p.m. Central Time. There's a registration link in the show notes. It's just a quick Zoom registration. Um, and you can tell me if you want to be a, a merfolk or a centeride um, or whatever the fuck else you want to talk about. Um, <laughs> Drinks aren't mandatory, but they're encouraged. This has been the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast, the world's longest running and most prolific early learning podcast. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.